Well, hey, hi, hello, everybody. If you guys remember me. <laughs> yeah, first and foremost, uh, welcome to, welcome back to uh, Drew's Views. Uh, I'm your host, Andrew Bullock. I want to go ahead and uh, say my apologies as far as like my absence. I know I promised you guys an episode every Wednesday. I know I promised you some bonus episodes as well, too, this being one of them. Uh, long story short is I had some health issues. Um, they have all but basically wrecked me as far as like uh, anxiety, stress is involved as well, too. Um, had to take off. <laughs> had to take off this week. It was, it was a rough week. Let's put it that way. Uh, from when I got the news from my doctor and then going on and moving forward, it was just one of the scariest things that's ever happened to me. And, you know, given that, uh, I really want to take the time to thank each and everybody that's been basically been supporting me through all this, have basically reached out, sent me positive vibes, good stuff and everything like that. So just wanted to get that out of the way. Explanations aside, welcome to the bonus episode. This is our first ever bonus episode of the season. I know it's a little early, you know, three episodes in. Well, not even three full-fledged episodes in because I still owe you guys a Resident Evil Extinction review. That one is coming as well, too, so don't worry. Um... As well as another bonus episode. It's going to be just me saying thank you to you guys. I'm going to go ahead and give you guys a trifecta of episodes for the week. Who knows? This might be an ongoing thing as far as what I'm going to be doing. You never know. But we'll just take everything with a grain of salt or anything like that. This is going to be an episode based off of Final Fantasy VII Remake. Final Fantasy VII Remake is a game that basically just came out uh, for the PS4. It came out. A little shy of last month, I want to say the beginning of last month. Um, I'm going to go through that as far as when I do the Just the Facts, but just letting you guys know that this episode is a bonus episode. My little treat to you guys as far as me being a hardcore gamer and as far as basically, you know, letting you guys know that there are other things I would like to talk about, as I've stated in the introduction and the trailer, regardless of film, which is basically my number one bread and butter, but gaming is like literally right there, like second to none neck and neck kind of like that kind of pace so let's go on with just effects with this uh spoiler free review of final fantasy 7 remake let's get to it Alrighty, so let's do just effects so this game came out in april 10th 2020 it was actually originally supposed to come out a month beforehand that was supposed to be i believe march 3rd 2020 but it got pushed back due to i guess i uh, wanted to spend a little bit more time in the oven as far as development times is concerned definitely can see that uh i'll get into that later on though uh directed by tetsuya nomura uh motomu toyama uh naoki hamaguchi uh, all three of these gentlemen have had any kind of hand in um, Final Fantasy in general. Um, for Tetsu, Tetsu, <laughs> Tetsuya Nomura fans, that would be uh, Kingdom Hearts. Uh, anybody in the Kingdom Hearts franchise, he's basically that is basically the father of that of that franchise or that series in general. Um, he was also the creative art director for uh, Final Fantasy VII, which is actually pretty cool. Thinking about that. I believe he did some work with Final Fantasy X. He basically did, like, the character artworks. So, as far as, like, spiky-haired, like, protagonists are concerned, he's basically, like, the the grandfather of all of that. Like, we never had, like, that many spiky-haired, uh, like, main characters quite like what Tetsuya Nomura 
did with this game. So that's actually crazy thinking of that. Uh, Matomu Toyama did act, was the actual original event planner for Final Fantasy VII. Now, basically, what that means is he did the cutscenes. So all the cutscenes that you did, all those like pre-rendered cutscenes that was going on through the original game, that was like slightly polygon, but then slightly like CGI type of stuff. That was all him. He is basically the story planner in a in a sense. So. Anything that had to do with cutscenes, that was him. Uh, as far as Naoki Yamaguchi is concerned, he also did... Um, he was the director of Final Fantasy X-2. Uh, actually, a very underrated title, in my opinion. Uh, he was also the director of Final Fantasy XIII. Honestly, pretty much the entire Final Fantasy thirteen franchise as well too he was the director of so he did basically 13 he did that whole lightning trilogy so lightning is the main character of uh, final fantasy 13 so it's final fantasy 13 final fantasy 13 2 and then uh final fantasy lightning returns or final fantasy 13 lightning returns and i do apologize because i kind of butchered what i said about final fantasy uh 13 2 he was actually the director of final fantasy 10 2 which is the sequel to Final Fantasy X, which starred uh, one of the main characters, actually the main lead from that game as well, too. I've never played it before. I think it's one of my one of the few Final Fantasies I haven't played. I, I mean, I don't know. Maybe it just didn't pique my interest, or maybe it just didn't really like sit well with me, but it's whatever. Uh, produced by Yoshinori Ketase. He is uh, the director of Final Fantasy VI, Chrono Trigger, Final Fantasy VII, Final Fantasy VIII, and Final Fantasy X. He's also uh, the vice president of Square Enix. So this guy has been through it all when it comes to Final Fantasy. So he knows exactly what Final Fantasy is. He, uh, he's been through so many different stories. Some of the best games in the franchise, in my opinion, uh, he's worked on as well, too. So that's also... You know, the list is already stacked as far as directing and uh, producing is by is uh, concerned. Uh, music is by well, the it's about I want to say a bunch of different composers, but the main composer I'll basically talk about is Masahashi uh, Hamatsu. He uh, basically did the Final Fantasy X soundtrack, Final Fantasy Thirteen soundtrack. Well, actually, that entire trilogy, and uh, he also did Saga Frontier Two. He's one of my favorite composers as far as Final Fantasy is concerned, aside from Nobuyu, uh, Nobuyu, um, <coughs> Nobuo Uematsu, and uh, there was another composer for Final Fantasy Twelve. Sorry, the name just literally just like really flew out of my head, so I do apologize for that. But Final Fantasy Twelve, I want to say. Final Fantasy Thirteen, a little bit of Final Fantasy Thirteen too. Final Fantasy Ten though has a tremendous soundtrack. If I had to do like a top three ranking, like right off the cut right now, I'll do number one Final Fantasy Seven, number two Final Fantasy Ten, number three uh, Final Fantasy Twelve. Like Final Fantasy Ten is really good music. The music in this game, gonna go way deep into it. So just hold on, hold on to your seats there. But as far as like the like section is, the majority of that, I want to say. 50% of that is going to be glowing towards the music. It is by far the best soundtrack I have heard since, I want to say, Uncharted, Uncharted the, uh, the Lost Legacy. Uncharted the Lost Legacy with uh, uh, the, the expansion that came out uh, after Uncharted 4. That music is great. I love that soundtrack. I listen to that soundtrack from end to end. But this soundtrack, I really want to hunt this down. Like, I'm not going to lie. Like, next... 
good money I get, I'm probably end up going to buy this. I mean, it was sold out there in the first initial run, but I'm just waiting for a second run. Praying to God it's it's released digitally as well, too, like how the other um, Final Fantasy soundtracks are. But, man, it is such good stuff. But, anyway, we'll get right back into that. Uh, as far as exclusivity is concerned, this is a time exclusive for PS4 till 2021. So, that means... More likely Xbox fans out there. I'm not biased. Whatever. Team Xbox, Team PlayStation. It's all good in the gaming hood. Uh, as far as that's concerned, for anybody with an Xbox who's bummed out because they won't be able to play this because they can't own um, a PS4 or they just you know really didn't have the time to get one, um, that is also coming to Xbox more than likely probably at the end of 2021 or early 2022. But it is definitely more than likely coming to that system eventually so just hold all your seats for that one which is crazy thinking about that too because the sequel to this because this is basically the way how they did it is they did this game in chapters well not this game in particular like they basically are trying to stretch out the four discs that came out with the original game into like episodic content. So I guess basically we're getting disc one. This is disc one right now that we're playing, which is basically primarily set in Midgar, which is the main location of this game or one of the main locations of this game. It's one of the most iconic. There you go. I'll say that. It's one of the most iconic locations of this, uh, of the original game. And in Midgar now, it's primarily just set in, what I want to say is probably like four or five hours in the original game. In this, I beat this game in roughly, I want to say 39 hours, about 39, just about 40 hours. But I can even put even more, to be honest, excuse me. I can do even more, to be honest. Like, that's definitely, like, I haven't even touched, like, anyway, I, sorry, I'm, I'm getting off topic. Sorry, we'll, we'll get to that when I get to the likes. Um, it was first announced at E3 2015 uh, at a PlayStation event. Actually, no, scratch that. It was the PlayStation Experience events that they usually have, and it was first announced then. It, they did a, like an initial trailer. Everybody freaked out because, you know, Barrett, Cloud, all the homies walking together side by side, and it just popped up. Final Fantasy VII Remake. Holy shit, holy shit, holy shit. Actually, that same day is when the PS4 version of Final Fantasy VII was released. Bought that shit day one, by the way. And got a really cool uh, um, uh, wallpaper theme for my PlayStation Four for that as well too. So that's one of my that's one of my absolute favorite like wallpapers. And funny enough, the music that was playing during one of those uh, dynamic themes is uh, the same. That music actually came into the actual game as well too. So it was really nice that that was the first ever music we've heard or new music or remade music rather or remix whatever you want to call it in the actual game but way earlier in 2015 now 4 years later and this fucking 5 years later sorry this masterpiece comes out. Uh yeah, hype was made, everything was just through the roof hyped up. Hype 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 hype. hype. It literally Legit, it legitimately caused Square Enix's stock prices to skyrocket. Its biggest increase since 2008. So that's how much of an impact this game is. Like, this game is probably, as far as, like, Final Fantasy VII is concerned, as far as the franchise is concerned, this is the most popular of the, I want to say, the entire franchise. Like, when people say the words Final Fantasy, they probably immediately think of Cloud, Sephiroth, Barrett, Aerith, Red Thirteen, Midgar. 
Junon, Gold Saucer, you name it. I could literally go off on a tangent on just like so many different locales, so many different memorable characters from this one game alone. Even though I personally like certain other games more, like Final Fantasy XII is still my favorite Final Fantasy ever, um, this definitely holds a special place in everybody's heart. Like this is one of the reasons why, hey, I want to own a PlayStation. This game was the reason why, hey, RPGs are fucking cool. Hey, this is like super edgy and like not like normally how RPGs are usually are with like fantasy and like whimsy and all this other shit. There's like darkness, there's betrayal, there's fucking tragedy, there's uh, like fucking really psychotic moments, there's fucking monsters, just everything, just all around greatness with this game. It's a classic for a reason. Uh, it was originally set for March, but then delayed to April 10th, and now we have it in our hands. We've been playing it. I played the shit out of it personally. Loved every second of it. Well, uh, yeah, I want to say it's like a perfect game, but it is a damn, damn, damn good game. Like, as of right now, it's my favorite game of 2020. It was Doom Eternal, but now this is definitely my favorite game of 2020. Like, for, for now, for now. I'm not saying it's game of the year already. It is game of the year material, granted. It is definitely game of the year material. But um, at the time when I wrote these notes, as a matter of fact, I didn't. Um, there was also another like tidbit. This is now the third um, highest selling uh, uh, PlayStation 4 game, right behind God of War and I believe Spider-Man. Or Spider-Man God of War. One of the two. It's either, it flipped up, flip-flop. But de- definitely it's number three as far as like highest selling ps4 games ever that's crazy for a game that's coming like this late in its console cycle like especially like now that ps4 is basically going to be obsolete by the next i want to say year and a half maybe two i want to say by 2020 everybody should be owning a ps5 instead of a ps4 if you still have a ps4 hey whatever power the power to you i'm pretty sure they're not gonna like abandon it right away but in every respect of the word it's just crazy like this so late in the, and, and this is the same thing that happened in PS3 for PS3 as well too when The Last of Us came out and when Grand Theft Auto came out Grand Theft Auto 5 and The Last of Us were the two last great games that came out as far as exclusives are concerned The Last of Us is like the last great PS3 game there was no other PS3 game as far as exclusivity is concerned that came out that basically defined a console system that game The Last of Us defined that console system I want to say right now and it's a bit of a toss up it's between this or God of War that came out for PS4 that defined the PS4. Like what the PS4 was meant for, why it's here, why everybody loves it. But then again, we have The Last of Us Part 2 coming out, but that's not even there. That's for another time. All right, so that's just the facts right now. Let's go on to the likes because obviously I got a lot to talk about that. So <laughs> we're going to get right into that. Alrighty, so let's go on into some likes. I got plenty of likes about this game. I mean, I can go on forever and ever and ever about this. First thing I want to talk about, the combat is a beautiful mix of Kingdom Hearts action and old school RPG tactics. What I mean by that is, like, it's a nice blend of, like, say when you're playing Kingdom Hearts. If you've ever played a Kingdom Hearts game, it's basically strictly an action RPG. It's a button masher. So you're basically hitting X every two seconds, uh, trying to defeat your enemy. You can also use spells or anything like that, or like really crazy, fantastic abilities. 
that is in here, but then they upgraded it a little bit or maybe more refined it or classied it, classied it up or whatever the word I'm looking for right now, as far as that is concerned, where basically you can stop the action at any moment you choose. Choose an actual spell if you have like, because you still have what is called an active time bar. An active time bar is basically a bar that loads up depending on how you're getting hit or if you're doing damage to an actual opponent or anything like that. And it basically fills up that bar. When you have enough for an actual ability, the action stops, you can choose that ability and you do it. And then it just basically flows on from there. It's a nice, nice flow. It's what I wished and wished and wished and wished that Kingdom Hearts had. Like, I haven't seen this kind of combat since the original first Kingdom Hearts, which I still believe is probably the best one, or still is the best one. Not probably, still is the best one. As far as, like, what 2 and 3 was concerned, like, 3 is just straight up, straight up unmashing. Like, that game is superbly easy. It's crazy how easy that game is. Part 2 now kind of tried to stick with the first formula, but then went way too heavy in the action formula, but was trying to give it... It was confused. Let's just put it that way. But long story short being, love the combat in this game. So damn good. So great for this game. So dynamic as well, too. Like how you're fighting between or like switching between all of the main characters that you can use or anything like that. Really, really, really cool stuff. Um, As far as the music, the music is by far, by far my favorite soundtrack of this year and by far the best soundtrack i've heard in a long time like it's like the way how all right let me give you an example so like if anybody knows the mako reactor theme that classic classic Mako reactor theme i wish i could play that as this was going on or anything that i'll give you a tidbit um that's that music has been remixed and more like more like a mix of like industrial and choir and classical or anything like that. It's got like, the orchestra playing in the background. But when you get into a battle, like that's what I love about the dynamic the, the dynamic nature of this of this soundtrack is that you switch into battle and immediately switches to like this hyped up battle theme version of that same setting music or wherever you're in music. And it's like it just it gets me it gets me hyped. I'm not gonna lie. There's certain moments in this game that get me like like my nerves on edge. I'm I have goosebumps. I'm fucking like I have to take a breather because it's just like it just gets so intense. Including the boss fights. I'll get into boss fights. Don't worry. But including for like certain boss fights with their music as well too. Like how you nick a boss's health and like say first you get quarter down the health there'll be like a really cool cutscene that happens dynamically mind you now and i was talking about combat everything flows in such a way there's no loading screens there's no like uh whatchamacallit like there's not a screen that tells you what happens well let me let me let me hold on there's certain instances in the game like say for instance if you're going to like a there's a really cool portion where you can like participate in like tournaments and stuff like that and that's the only time where I could say where it kind of breaks the action apart when it basically like cuts out. But as far as the original, like if you follow like the main story line or anything like that, very seamless, very beautiful stuff right there. It's just everything how it blended from like battle to setting and then setting to battle in such a very dynamic, unique way is just so refreshing and so damn good. Like cannot wait until I am able to purchase this again the graphics are top notch especially when it comes to the attention to detail and most of the locations so like you'll go to certain places and you'll see like uh, a dude cooking hot dogs for like the in the slums like i want to say my top three best 
locations in this game are probably when you go to Shinra headquarters. That's a really cool locale. Uh, the slums area when you meet Aerith. And... Actually, you know what? We'll just do those two. Well, I want to I, I say Walmart, but Walmart just... It's, I'm, I'm I'm getting to Walmart, but... Yeah, Walmart's different. But there's this one scene where you go into Shinra headquarters and you're walking along these very, very intense high beams. I guess these are the beams of light that like show like how like godlike this corporation is, even though they're fucking devils. Um and as you're walking by, you'll see the characters kind of like move their arm against their eyes because it's so fucking bright. I wasn't asking for that, or nor did I need that attention to detail, but that is some great great attention to detail that makes me feel more immersed in this world like it feels like i am in this character's body and i am doing these things and i am surrounded by these citizens these people bad or good or fucking you know evil or fucking you know angelic or anything like that it's crazy how you how this one location which took uh, i mean the average player that plays maybe like four hours to get through could be expanded into this 40 hour epic is just it's mind-boggling, to, to, to say the least. It, it, it's very mind-boggling. Um, the characters feel more fleshed out than ever before. So, like, they stretched out... This is more like a dislike, but I'll just... I'll, I'll get into that during the dislike section. Um, as far as, like, the stretching out feeling is, is that they more expanded on character storyline. So, they gave us a reason to give a fuck about these characters. Let's put it that way. So, like, say, for instance, Barrett. Barrett was, like, this tough brute guy that had, like, whatever, stuff like that. We didn't really get into his character arcs until maybe, like, this too, when we find out, you know, certain things about his past that come up to or come to a head. In this game now, we get more of Barrett as a person, as a father, as a revolutionary leader, as a, you know, the brash tough guy, as a dude who just wants to make sure that the people are safe and that corporations are taken out. He does this one speech that is, like, so fucking woke in this game. That is so damn good to see. And he has some of the most best... He does have some of the best moments when the core three, which is Barrett, Tifa, and uh, Cloud, are together. They have some of the greatest moments in this game. And it's 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 refreshing to see in this core three and just being more fleshed out like that. Tifa gets more expended in her story. Aerith's story is different. I'll say that. It's very different. I'm trying not to spoil anything, but let's just say you're really going to like what they're doing with Aerith now or what they're teasing what Aerith's going to be in the long run. Like I said, no spoilers. Um, as far as the story is concerned, it's fantastic, and it just kept me going. It It's one of those stories that basically, like, I didn't even expect it coming. Like, this is 120,000% a remake flat out there are some moments that are kind of like neck and neck with each other but there are some moments that made me say wait a minute that wasn't the original game which of course in certain remakes you'd be like all right maybe they just added something new and i'm like wait a minute that wasn't in the original game too and then the very last chapter which is honestly probably one of the best chapters in my opinion just throws everything out the fucking window and you're off to the races to what is bound to be it's just the way they hype up the next episode or the next chapter in this story man i can't wait to play this on ps5 hold my if if this looks this good on ps4 i can only imagine how fucking incredible this shit might look on ps5 like 
yeah, it's 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 gonna be great. It's definitely gonna be great. I love the length of it as well too. Like this is the first RPG I've played. I've played some RPGs where it just felt way too damn long, like just way too much stuff to do. The Witcher Three, or there's just way too damn short. Kingdom Hearts Three. It's this perfect balance in the middle where, like I said, it took me about 40 hours to complete it. That's like doing everything, side quests, side missions, finding shit, whatever, stuff like that, whatever have you, finding weapons, finding armor, finding out different secrets and stuff like that. That's just me. I, I just like doing most of everything when I play my RPGs. So that way I get it. Plus, I'm a trophy whore as well, too, so I'm working on a platinum. As far as like the average gamer is concerned, I want to say they could probably beat it within like 30 hours, which is still good when you think about it. Like for a game or for a section of a game that's supposed to take more than four hours and they stretch it to 30, that's where some of my dislikes is going to come into. Like I said, it's mostly nitpicky. It's not like I'm really bashing the game for it, but you'll see during the dislike section. And speaking of which, we're going to go right into that. Come back. I'm going to go ahead and take a little breather because my fucking throat is starting to really dry out and talk about what I disliked about this game. Because as I said before, it is not a perfect game, but it is a damn good one. And that leads us into the dislikes. So first and foremost, I'm going to get this out of the way, the padding. So I kind of mentioned this during the uh, likes portion. To stretch out a four-hour section of the original game into this 30-hour epic, there are certain scenes where I was just like, you know what, this shouldn't have been in there. They could have just cut this down a lot. But it's like it's like every time you're getting somewhere in the story, there are certain chapters where it just says, no, we're not going to go forward until you do these things. You could do these things if you want to. We highly suggest you do these things because, you know, you kind of have to. But you're doing it in it's like it's like watching an anime like say for instance like dragon ball z i still think it's the king of fillers i'm sorry there'll be a stretch of episodes where it's like oh shit it's action it's tension there's all this other shit drama going on people dying what left right and center and then there's just right after that there's like maybe like 10 episodes of like what the fuck is going on i don't care about this get back to the goods that's what this that's what i mean by like padding in this it's basically just trying to fluff up characters even characters i really don't give a shit about there was like one one or two side quests of like characters that i really don't care for but i'm pretty sure they're probably just setting them up for future installments which i get it you know that's great world bidding everything like that but really do i really have to do all these things for this person in order for me to like build some kind of like trust or something like that in them nah i'm good um some bosses were more annoying than others there were a few bosses that kind of pissed me off once you learn the mechanics and this is the only tidbit i can give you or advice for anybody that's planning on picking up the game which i highly recommend you do um learn your bosses learn their patterns learn what they're weak to it'll help you on the long run see me i didn't really know about this person's weakness or how to uh basically exploit said weakness until i started like trying different things which i granted that's great for combat wise but for me as a gamer who just wants to complete this very very tough boss that's giving me trouble or hell yeah that's yeah, it's stupid when, you know, they do, like, cheap shots on me and they basically KO my my entire party. That's pretty frustrating. Um, as far as, like, 
that's another thing that I want to get into was oh, that I kind of forgot the likes. I did like the difficulty. I'm not going to lie. The difficulty was a nice balance. It wasn't too hard and it wasn't too easy. Let's put it that way. It was, it made me think about, or maybe rethink the old ways of how I used to play my RPGs or my JRPGs as well too. Like with Persona, say for instance, the Persona franchise, that's more turn-based, but I love that franchise so much because of that turn-based aspect where I have to think about, okay, should I attack here? Should I heal? Should I do a, a debuff? Should I do a, a buff my character up or anything like that? There's just so many things going on in my head, which Final Fantasy brought that back into me. And I haven't felt like that as far as the Final Fantasy is concerned since, uh, let's say, Final Fantasy twelve. So... Um, uh, some chapters are slow and distract from the pacing. Uh, so yeah, like I said, the pacing before it's, it's adequate. Let's put it that way. There's like a, a stretch of like maybe three chapters. So it's like, holy shit, this is great. Then it slows down for like two chapters. Then you come back with one chapter, then it slows down for like another three and then hypes up for like the final of like four chapters or anything like that. It's just a weird balance. So hopefully they correct that in the next game. Like I said, just a small nitpick on that. Uh, some enemy types should have been reworked. There are some enemies that piss me off. Not even gonna lie. Piss me off even more in the bosses. Like, like enemies with like the most outrageous HP, and then you literally have to whittle them down because there's nothing else to do. Like, I even looked up guides on how to kill certain beasts and everything like that, and even the guides were saying, just keep pushing. That's stupid. Like, a boss like this, I mean, I'm sorry, an enemy, just a regular, regular enemy that you're trying to kill, just random battle, doesn't make any sense that I have to basically kill this thing as if it had like the same health as a boss. But it's for a side quest. It's just weird and it's just annoying. I'm sorry. It's just annoying. But for the most part, like I said, combat still fucking amazing. Uh, AI could be a little bit dumb. Uh, like walking into a hailfather of bullets dumb. So your party AI, you are in full control of your party. You have a party leader who is your primary character that you can choose. So you can choose between whatever the three characters that you can bring at a time. But then the other two characters don't really get their shit together to, yeah to a certain degree they they walk into bullets they don't heal when they're supposed to they don't even guard when they should be guarding even though you put something on there that like enables like an auto guard so to say and it doesn't do that i just wish that there was a way like and I, i'm gonna bring up final fantasy 12 again i'm sorry but final fantasy 12 has the best combat system to me in any final fantasy game because of the gambit system the gambit system in that game is basically pre-registered ai commands for your party members that you can use so that way in the case of a certain event that happens like say for instance if your health is below 30 percent that person will automatically go and heal you. They won't. They will literally stop whatever they're doing just to make sure that you are healed above thirty percent. Or say, for instance, if somebody doesn't have a particular buff on them, they will literally set that buff on everybody until it is done. Then go back to doing what they're doing. I wish, wish that they brought this back in other Final Fantasies or anything like that because it's just a brilliant system to do on, and it's just it just makes the game like so much more easier to manage, or gives you that sense of comfort that the ai involved can actually do their shit and you don't have to worry about them and or babysit them which i had to do multiple times in this uh there's some awkward slowdowns um with the software when it's catching up to there's a big running joke about the the game running on even a playstation 4 pro which i played it on and i own and have 
Um, the fan sounds like it's a fucking jet engine. It is loud when this game is because you can actually hear the strain that is going through the actual hardware of this system when playing this game. It is in, insane how like how much is going into that, that system or the, or the game in general. So um, the abilities list could be a bit too much. Like, you get a bunch of different abilities. So, like, say, for instance, if you find a weapon, a really neat thing about this is that you can actually learn the ability for a said weapon that you equipped. So, like, say, for instance, for Cloud, he can have an ability where he basically slashes three different people at whatever time. Um, Tifa now is, like, the brawler or whatever like that. So she can do a lot of different, like, tricks and acrobatic movements and stuff like that. Really cool stuff. But it's just trying to scroll down and get to that part. Which I realize, yes, you can set shortcuts, but it's like, I don't know. There's it is, it is too much into it for a lot of stuff or anything like that. Like I said, it's a nitpicky thing. It's just a random me bitching about something that just didn't like set right with me. But maybe it'll set right for everybody else. Inventory management could have been worked out a lot better. Like I know in the original game, you were able to cure or cure your whole entire party in the menu. You have to literally do this one by one by one in game, not in the menu, which annoyed the hell out of me. And it just took so much time when I could have just went to the menu, hit potions, load everybody up with potions, heal everybody up, go on with my business. No, I have to wait and do this and do this and do this. It was just sorry, it was just a little annoying to me. And it just basically dragged down the overall feel of the game as far as like the flow of it because everything else is at a constant steady flow except for just inventory management for some reason and that's uh basically my dislikes of the game like i said i don't have that many to dislikes it's more nitpicky type of stuff so it's just it's just me just gabbing on about just things that just didn't set right with me or just irked that ever living shit out of me when it came to it and we're gonna go ahead and get into the final score so stay tuned Alrighty, and as far as the final score is going, I'm going to give this a solid 9 out of 10. Like I said, not a perfect game, but a really damn, damn good one at that. Uh, the best RPG I've played this console generation, and possibly the finest remake on the market right now. Like, it blows out. Like, I love the Resident Evil 2 remake, hated the Resident Evil 3 remake, but this remake in general is just how other games should be remaking. Like, follow this formula. Like, we want more of this. This is great. This is incredible. Xbox can do it with their games. PlayStation can do it with their games. PC. Nintendo even can remake their games. Like, say, for instance, if, like, the 35th anniversary for Mario, and they just announced, hey, we're going to do Super Mario Sunshine, but remade it, remake it. Hell yeah, I'm down for that. I'm super down for that if they remake that entire thing. Like, get the same engine from Super Mario Odyssey, bring back Flood, who is this autonomic, like, fucking, you know, hydro thing or hose that mario rides or glides on anyway i'm getting off tangent <laughs> um so yeah they should definitely take notes on how to properly do this remake it's a fantastic game i love it cannot stop saying anything good more, more like more 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 good things about it um i'm probably gonna do like a spoiler review i'm just gonna talk about the story primarily that's gonna be a really short episode but i just wanted to because there's so much on my mind about this story or where they're taking it. That's so damn good. And then I can do like 
uh, like my favorite bosses, favorite pieces of music, favorite locales, favorite things that happen or moments in the game that I actually like. So don't worry. The spoiler review is definitely coming. I'm just giving, you know, friends, people who listen to this as well, too. Maybe you haven't played it yet. Maybe you could possibly play it now that you've heard my glowing recommendation about it uh, soon in the near future. But yeah, that's definitely coming. Um, as far as what else is coming, so we got this episode coming out. We have the Resident Evil 3, so Resident Evil Extinction. Resident Evil Extinction, which is the third movie in the franchise, we have that coming on Wednesday. This coming Friday now, we are going to be talking about Streets of Rage 4, a game that I've been waiting on a while now. Like I said, we're still going to do a lot of gaming. Trying to get a piece of what I want to do with that as well too like maybe i'll do like two episodes a week one based off of a movie one based off of a video game that i've beaten you know i have plenty of time or maybe a game i just want to talk about for like a short amount of time who knows it's my podcast so you know we'll see how that goes but yeah you guys got three podcasts coming to you this week so just stay tuned for that if you like what you hear over here please comment uh like subscribe all that good stuff you can find me at verified bullock on twitter and on instagram as well too uh you can find this podcast on spotify google play uh, i believe anchor as well too and a whole bunch of different other smaller subcontracts i'm trying to see if i can get it on soundcloud and as well as i've had apple users that have been clamoring about it to see if i can get on apple market don't worry i am working on it i'm trying to get there but for the most part, I want to say Spotify is definitely the number one place that you can probably get it or more than likely get it as well, too. So there you have it. Until next time, folks, um, like I said again early in the intro, thank you again for the kind words. We will see you on Wednesday for the Resident Evil 3 Extinction Review. Why do I keep calling it Resident Evil 3 Extinction? Resident Evil Extinction. Yeah, even though it is the third movie, so they could have, you know, technically call it resident evil 3 doesn't matter we're doing it wednesday be there or be square gotta work on a better like closure or maybe like a thing to say at the end like you've been viewed by drew i'm going on such a justin roiland chanter right now i'm sorry it's just i'm elated to get back into this podcast i got so much to look forward to as far as this podcast is concerned i'm happy i'm excited all that good stuff All right, this is it. We're gone. See y'all later. Peace out. Love. Stay safe. Coronavirus. Coronavirus. All that good shit. Bye-bye. See ya. For real now. Gone. Stop talking. Toodaloos. Bye.